How do you react when a new player joins your team? What's the worst pitch you've ever played on? And would you crumble if you met the manager of your favourite football team? Find out on this week's episode of the Youth Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Youth Football Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Binney, joined by Robbie McDonald, Angus Blacklock, and we have a, another debutant, Ben Sterling, joining us for the very first time, the latest um, recruit of the YFS team, um, the newest member of our volunteer cohort. Um, how we all be? We'll start with, with, uh, with yourself, Robbie. Usually, you've had some mad trip at the weekend. Where were you? What were you up for in Ross County for the game against Celtic at the weekend? Was indeed. Wish I wasn't. Terrible, terrible afternoon on Saturday. Obviously, playing playing Celtic, you're kind of hoping we'll go into it. I had to go. I had, you have to go just in case it is the one time that you manage to get a result against the old friend. I, I need to ask you, though, Robbie, but, how much do you think you spend like in a year on following Ross County? Well, this is the thing. Now that I'm... Because I'm under 22, you get the free bucks. So I think because I spent half my life on it, it's more how much time have I spent following County than having <laughs> money. That's the, real, that's the real costly exercise of it. And how much stress <laughs> as well that that team puts me through. But of course, thinking, yeah, I give it a go just in case it's time we get a result. And then 10 minutes in, one scything challenge, down to 10 men and dreams yeah, are I shattered. I can't believe you've done that, by the way. That's so, an absolute shocker. Shocker. Although, so I had that. Then no, I went it could that. be worse. It could have been Angus. That is true. That is true. Obviously, my team, Hearts, facing the other side of the old firm, unfortunately, in the League Cup semi-final. I was there at Hamden. When your team gets to Hamden, you have to go just in case. It, like Robbie says, it's that one time uh, you beat the old firm at Hamden. But Hearts have never beaten Rangers at Hamden, and unfortunately, that run continued at the weekend. Um, so... A real disappointment on Sunday to make it two defeats in a week against Rangers, but yeah, it's not going great for my team at the moment. Yeah, Angus, that's that was. Um, quite, I can imagine that was quite upsetting. Um, it was, I would say, Hearts' style was offensive to some, but not um, not as offensive as your moustache that I'm looking at through the screen just now. I'm guessing you're you're having a go at Movember. Um, Trying my best. Looking te- Trying my best. Halloween's over, mate. You're looking terrible. <laughs> wow, wow. Come on, Andy. Come on. You're better than that. You're better than that. I'd, I'd, I had to do it. Um, now, right, let's, let's, let's talk about um, the, the UEFA Youth League as well as as we always got to do in, in European week. Um, tough one to take for, for Celtic. Hat-trick um, for Real Madrid and, and a 4-0 victory for Atletico Madrid. Um, just been called up to the Algeria under-20s. So um, I think there's going to be a little bit of a fight um, for 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 Belade between Algeria and Spain to, to make sure that he pledges his international allegiance to um, the one that wants him the most. Fernando Torres, of course, manager of that Atletico Madrid side. Um, we nearly got the interview. We spoke about that in, in last week's episode. Um, so unfortunately, that means that Celtic will uh, not progress from the group but ends their hopes. They're bottom of the group with one point from just four games. But they are up against some really, really tough opposition. They'll play um, for Pride in the final two matches away to Lazio and then at home to Feyenoord. We'll have youth football Scotland reporters at those games hopefully to try and 
um, bring you all of, uh, all of the updates from those matches. Unfortunately, no no report on Madrid today, today so we've, we've, we've missed out on, on Torres again. I, I actually heard a rumour that, that Torres was, was gutted in, in Spain today, was, was expecting Daniel Gofoyle to appear in his office. Can anyone confirm? I, yeah, I heard there was an interview. He was uh, asking about other journalists for Daniel, but unfortunately, Daniel couldn't make the trip over. Absolutely, absolutely gone. Um, we need to speak about the Scotland women's team as well. Over over last weekend, really tough one to take on on Friday. Was in four nil um, away to the Netherlands. Uh, it was then just a one 0 defeat in, in the home time. Much better display in front of, in front of the home fans. I believe that was on the um, was was that the Monday or the Tuesday? Was it was it a Tuesday that game? Yeah, I was at that Tuesday. So a really tough start to, to life in League A of the, of the Nations League. Just one point from the opening three games. Basically, need to win the last two games to to avoid relegation. Um, can they do it, Robbie? I hope so. There's a, there is a chance. There's always a chance. I believe they've got Belgium away from home right at the start of December, and if they win that game, it could set up an absolutely outstanding contest at Hamden when they face England yeah. at home on the fifth. But it's gonna be a t- it's gonna be a tough one to win two out of two. But there is there is a chance there could be a wee relegation playoff with the old enemy. Yeah, we'll do a penalty <laughs> against England after the last game as well. Absolutely. They have been they've been unlucky with injuries though to be fair. You look at Real Madrid star Carling, we are rushing a race here and your your favourite footballer Adam Emma Watson also uh, uh rupturing her ACL. They've, they've been very unlucky with injuries that they have received, so they've not exactly been helped in that sense. Um, Angus Scotland twenty one squad out um for the next next couple of jambos in there as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Alex Lowry in there. Good to see him get a call up. Obviously, uh, Josh Doig out playing in the Serie A, loving life out there. Um, ca- named captain in the squad, which was good to see. Um, should be in the two away trips. Should be there. Yeah, injured. Yeah, especially with the injuries, you. I'm surprised that I would be surprised if he still isn't called up to the main squad. Obviously, there is still that chance, but I think it's a wee bit more unlikely the fact that he's been named captain of the 21 squad. But two difficult away trips to Belgium are hungry uh, coming up for the squad, but ones that I'm confident they can get positive results in. Ben, you must be excited to to watch the, the 21s this week. Your namesake, Ben Doak. Um, of course, in, in the squad again, hoping hoping to see more of them if if he's fit, of course. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, like I I'd like to see him play for the like senior team, maybe come yeah, off the bench yeah. every now and then because he's actually he is a he's a great player to be fair. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. see the national team, I feel like we're getting a lot more like good like youth academy players coming through. I mean, you've got likes of like Ben Doak, you've got um, Rory Wilson as well. Is a good example. There's quite a lot of them, to be fair. Kieran Bowie, possibly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. The 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 point for a whole variety of different teams. I think if you looked at the the makeup of a of a Scotland under twenty one squad maybe 10, 15 years ago, I think it would pretty much be a, a Rangers. Maybe maybe not twenty ones, but but definitely your seventeens and nineteens. I can remember historically it always looked like a Rangers and Celtic select, if you like. But there's now there's a lot of boys playing down south, there's a lot of boys playing abroad. Um and then once you get to twenty ones it's kinda of, it's more spread out because a lot of the boys that are playing first team football um for senior sides then, then get called. But it's nice to see a bit more variety and a bit of diversity amongst the, the teams that these these guys are playing for. 
Um, but Robert, right, Robbie, I, I need to speak to you about this. Have you, have you seen the pitch? Right, we're going to talk about the victory shield, of course, the Sky Sports victory shield. I started yesterday. Did you see the pitch they were playing on? It's an absolute disgrace, isn't it? <laughs> I can't believe it. How is that allowed to happen? This is like one of the big tournaments for this under six teams team. Like every single year, the team goes up against the Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales. And the whole the whole tournament is being held in the same country, so you think they would maybe put a bit bit of effort into keeping their pitches in good condition. I think, I think in the defence of Wales, the host nation, uh, I think they were hit pretty badly by the storms last week, so that obviously won't help the pitches. But still, I, I have to agree, the pitches didn't look great. I think I've played in better pitches recently. Yeah, yeah, it's just because it's, it's what it is one of the most like famous youth international tournaments around. Like the vic- the Victory Shield is. It's, Always on Sky Sports. It's a it's a great like. But when you were younger, you would always watch it. Support Scotland. I remember, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, get you'd get really good crowds at the games as well. And it's just a little disappointing to <laughs> to see that the pitches look terrible. I actually think the game today got moved to a different um, a different venue because the pitch was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, but Robbie, no no England um, in this competition anymore. What's 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 happened there? Nah, England used to be in it. It used to be a kind of home nations tournament, but England got too big for their boots and decided to withdraw in 2015, which is, to be fair, they used to win it nearly every year. So it's probably best for the rest of us that they've decided to give it up. But no, Republic of Ireland have stepped in, they've taken their place. And they've actually, Republic of Ireland have won it, I think, three out of the last five. So they've really marked their, like, stamped their authority on the tournament. Yeah, I've, I've got to give a massive shout out as well to my favourite player in, in the Scotland under 16 squad, the captain, Jacob Donnelly, that, that plays plays for Celtic. Uh, anyone got any reason as to why he's my favourite player? Two, two reasons, two reasons. Um, one, look at his hair, fantastic. He's got a, he's got a mane, looks like a lion's mane, um, down at his shoulders. Uh, and second, he is a yoga futsal teammate of mine. He plays for the best football team in Scotland. So, of course, um, of course, of course. Yeah, young, young, young Jacob. Um, probably old enough to be his dad, and he's and he's 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 a much better player than me. So, um, good to see him captain the Scotland under sixteen side. Um, hopefully he doesn't get too big, or we won't have him at Jogo anymore. Um, <laughs> selfishly, but uh, top player, great to see him captain it, and hopefully, um, Scotland can kick on and and perform better in, in the next two games um, than they did in that first game against against the Republic of Ireland. Um, 1-0 defeat in the opening game, Angus. Uh, Robbie's putting the notes here that Cole Buck was on the bench for Scotland, son of ex-Ross County and Scotland winger Chris Buck. Brilliant. Yeah, obviously, following in the footsteps of his father, it's great to see young talent like that coming through. Um, so... Yeah, good to see them come come through. And obviously, he'll be trying to follow the footsteps of his dad and become a professional. Robbie, before you before you bought in, pal, right? Of, of all the things you can decide uh, describe Chris Buck as, you've went with X Ross County. Yeah, well, I thought <laughs> I'd pick the I thought I'd pick the pinnacle of his footballing career to highlight his father's success. No. Oh, so so Chris Buck that played what? Seven or eight seasons at Rangers came through the, the Rangers Academy. Seven or eight seasons at Rangers, 
well over 200 appearances in, in the English Championship, probably over 300 um, in his career. Then a Kilmarnock legend, but he played, what, six times for Ross County, and you're saying ex-Ross County in the notes. Scored in one goal. Scored in one goal in his six games, which is a, not a bad hit rate. I think if he wasn't hampered with his virus at the time of the club, he could have gone on to become a Ross County legend. But luckily for himself, he did manage to get those six games that he can look back on for the rest of his life with pride. Teary me. Teary me. I just thought that was um, that was, that was pretty out of order from you there. I think I think Chris Park will be offended that, that you've reduced him to his six games in Ross County as a highlight of his career after a man that's, that's achieved so much in the game. Um, yeah, we was in Northern Ireland on one on in, in the opening game, so um, we'll take on Northern Ireland on Wednesday night with that, that change of venue, um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish against the hosts, Wales, on Friday. Uh, Scotland under 16 squads being announced, and Robbie, finally, the, the information we were looking for a few weeks ago has, has come in. It has indeed. I was frantically trying to do my research, on Olivia McStay when you had your, your little shout that she might be might be a relation to the Celtic legend and indeed she is the niece of Paul McStay. I thought so. I thought so. That's, I th- I th- I, 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 it's too much of a coincidence, isn't it? It's, it's quite an uncommon name, McStay. So, um, I mean, if, if Olivia can achieve half of what her, um, what her uncle did in the game, then she'll be doing, doing very well. Um he he won the, the under eighteen euros. I think that that tweet that you received um, said so. Let, let's hope that the the under sixteens can can do something um, similar. There's a, there's a couple of other players you've you've highlighted, Robbie, that you'd, you'd like to speak about as well in, in that sixteen squad. Yeah, Chloe Arafat Wood, a fullback at Barcelona, at just fifteen years old, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't remember mu- many young Scotland talents who have played at Barcelona so you know that's always yeah, a, we used to have a what, was, what was the big boy that played at Real Madrid Jack Harper Jack Harper yeah the one who he went on to Brighton did he yeah yeah he was at, he was at Real Madrid that was that was quite cool at the time um, then years and years ago obviously Steve, Steve Archibald played for, for Barcelona um, but I, I think in terms of Spanish uh, guys playing in the Spanish league. There's not many. Kieran Tierney now at Real Sociedad, but that's that's pretty cool. And then there's uh, another one that you, you picked out for a fantastic name for a Scotland player. Alba Stewart, unbelievable. Alba, of course. Oh, that's so good. So it's, good. It's got to be destined to play for Scotland with a name like that. Yeah, Angus. Surely, surely Alba Stewart's getting three hundred caps. She she deserves it just in the name alone. Let's be honest, like it's. But um, no, she'll she'll earn it. Obviously, she's a great player. Um, obviously, making making the squad and yeah, she, I think hopefully she's destined for a career for, in the Scotland national team. Yeah, so Scotland will play uh, Ireland next Tuesday and Thursday. So both games taking place at the Orium. So if you want to go and see um, a Barcelona fullback player with the best name ever, absolutely get get yourself down there or the niece of of Paul McStay amongst. Um, plenty of others have done an interview with uh, Sophie Black who's play, played in that team as well Sophie Black top player started her career at Giffnick now at Rangers um, great great player uh, great girl so definitely if you can try and get down and watch the, the Scotland women's under 16s at the Orium next Tuesday and Thursday um, Ben Scotland men's under 19 squads just been named uh, if you if you look at the notes that, that Robbie has compiled Ben you'll notice that there is there is um, 
one player that, that sticks out, of course, that has to be mentioned every single time, Dylan Smith in, in the Scotland 19 squad, as he always is. But um, there's, there's nothing special about this. He's always in the squad, but, but Robbie has to put him in because he plays for Ross County. To be fair, most like under 19 teams, like players are usually from, you know, you get teams from England, top to Celtic Rangers. But I mean, fair play to Ross County for having a actual, like, decent young player again put in the under 19s. And they've also got uh, Ryan, I don't know how to say his last name. So. Ryan, Ryan Oni. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad that Hamilton sold him because um, Hamilton <laughs> are looking quite good in the league at the moment. <laughs> so, Fol- yeah, and of course, Fol- Falkirk fans, you must be delighted that, that Hamilton yeah, got the two of their top players in the summer. Exactly. I mean, I'll take it. Any sort of selling their good players, I'll take it. So, hopefully, Falkirk can go on and win the league as well. We would be delighted. Yeah, but Robbie Ryan only seems to be a, a special talent. Made his Premier League debut last week. Yeah, unbelievable. Came off the bench against Arsenal, who are obviously one of the the biggest teams in world football, not England. So getting that kind of exposure at such a young age can only like do well for the boy. Played, I think, twenty one times for Hamilton before he moved to Sheffield. So he has got that kind of. First team experience, but of course it's a completely different level playing in the Premier League than it is to play in the likes of Ben's Falkirk. So Falkirk are a top team. Falkirk are a top team. <laughs> no, we'll, 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 we'll be in the Premiership soon. <laughs> no, Falkirk have t- taken their, their fair share of abuse from us on this podcast before, so we'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave them alone. Um, so it won't be long until we see a Falkirk player and the under nineteen Scotland team. Oh, who do you think that will be? Honestly. No idea, but there's a few. There's a there's a few good players to be fair. Yeah, uh, you've got Logan Sinclair. He's quite good. What, what, do you, well. what do you make a What do you make a young TJ Gibb, the goalkeeper? Uh, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. Have you, have you watched him play? I haven't watched him play, but I've heard, I've heard of him on Twitter. Yeah. What a, what, a, what a guy, TJ Gibb, um, the younger brother of one of my friends from school, so I had to, I had to get that one in as well. But the best player in the entire academy, of course, is uh, is Cooper Knox, another one of my uh, Joga Futsal teammates. So um, Cooper was on the bench for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully he'll um, he'll, he'll kick on and, and get his first team debut at some point this season. If Falkirk are to get any chance of, of promotion this year, then, then Robbie, sure, surely Cooper Knox has to be starting. There's a lot of young boys in your Futsal team, mate. Is it... I'm the oldest player, mate. Are they teaching you how to do things? No, they they, brought, they wanted to bring in a bit of experience, so brought in a 21-year-old. <laughs> and do you feel like you're teaching them? Do you think they're taking anything away from your game? Absolutely not. They're showing me how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're, all, they're all better than me. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the SWF Youth Challenge Cup semi-finals. Um, we'll later be hearing... Um, from Danny and em- Danny, Emily and Amelia from, from Glasgow Girls as well as, as Stephen and Jenna from Penny Cook Athletic from the, the under-18 side of, of the competition. They're going to provide a, a more in-depth preview about the under-18s final that will be coming up in, in two weeks' time at Oakleview Stadium. But let's talk about the, the 14s um, and 16s. So um, I guess we'll, we'll start with the, the under-14s. Can you run us through the, the results from there? Of course, so Giffnet Black uh, defeated Central Girls 1-0 in uh, the, the first semi-final and Glasgow Girls defeated Dumbarton United 5-1 away from home in the second semi-final, both to make it to the final and play uh, against each other in a couple of weeks. In the under-16s, 
Dunfermline Athletic Whites were defeated 2-1 by Musselburgh Windsor at home. And Holytown Colts Reds were defeated 5-3 by Hamilton Academical 14s to make it to the final. And the final state placing 19th of November at o- Oakleview on the ground of Stennis Muir. Yeah. Have, have any of you seen the, the goal from the, the Gifnut game? 1-0. So Cali, Clifford, Demetrio, um, Scottish Cypriot um, young midfielder scored an absolute belter to, to send Gifnuck 16s into the final. Um, so if you get if you get the chance, head over to to, to Gifnuck's social media pages and, and look for that. It's an absolute absolute belter. Um, but yeah, as you, as you said, um, there are some fantastic stories amongst amongst the squads, um, and we will be hearing later from from Danny um, Emily and Amelia Angus. I think you were there last year. Um, at the, at the finals last year, can can you remember anything, anything from that? Anything that sticks out to you? Yeah, YFS produced a bumper day of coverage that day for the SWF finals day. It was um last November. Um, we had a number of member members of the team there. Um, it was a great great event to cover. I think it was at least three games. Might even have been four games that we covered, and to experience different to cover to experience different ways of. Covering the finals, um, our very own Ewan would almost dropping a camera picture. That was no, it, it was so cold, wasn't it? And like Ewan's hands, were, it was yeah. Ewan's hands were freezing. <laughs> no. and it, it was it was a look around after it to see if anybody did notice that he dropped it as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was brilliant! It was not. It was, it was a great day, Robbie. You weren't present, were you? Because you were away singing songs in America or something like that. What were you doing? Wasn't singing songs, but I was away. I was away on exchange, studying hard in America. Yeah, but I just, I just feel like—is it, is it not—is it not just like a permanent musical? You know, in America, no. Yeah, you're not wrong. We have had—we've had a boy on before from who's doing one of these scholarships, obviously. Yeah, and it's a completely different world out there, too. Here, there's a a big a big football scene, a big soccer scene that's coming in over there, but. No, I did. The main the main problem was the time zone, though. Um, ben, Ben, we're gonna have a our our coverage of the SWF finals in, in two weeks' time. Can we expect a YFS debut from yourself at Oakview, perhaps near your ends? I will probably be there. I oh, well, I hope to be there anyway. But yeah, I should be there. Um, hopefully, I mean, you've mentioned before about people making their first mistake, so hopefully that doesn't happen to me. But I mean, oh, it's gonna happen. It's look, gonna happen. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, we, we have all sense. made mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes. Robbie's made plenty. I'm sure Adam's made plenty as well. So, yeah, you won't be alone in that. It's gonna happen, and then we're gonna have to talk about it on the podcast because um, Tubesy, after we were speaking about um, about Tubesy last week, he had a bit of a mistake today, not on his YFS debut, but on his uh, his professional. Um, as we'll say, professional football debut in, in, in the media site. Call I, walked into, I walked into the, uh, the kind of press room at the Hibs training centre today and met Hibs number one fan, Daniel McLeod, Daniel Chibsy McLeod. Um, saw his stupid little island face and he, he, he and he's like, ah, Autumn, how you doing, how you doing? I was like, right, oh, good Chibsy, good Chibsy, good to see you, mate, good to see you. Press conference goes, he was, he was on work experience for the Hibs Observer Um and I was like, oh, that's brilliant, brilliant, getting some great experience and whatever. Um, so we do the press conference, goes great, um, all fine. And Chibsy had one job for the press conference, which was to uh, transcribe Nick Montgomery 
um, his his quotes. So as Liam from the Hibs Observer that was that was looking after Chibs' testimony, uh, 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 Daniel, um, can you can you transcribe Nick McNamee's quotes? He goes, uh, "Yeah, but it's not actually recorded." <laughs> 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 He's like, I've got a Rocky Bashiri if you want that, but I'm not. He forgot to record. <laughs> so as soon as I heard them say it, and he was, bless him, he was, he was, he, he felt bad. But as soon as I heard them say it, I, I was like, that is definitely going in, in the podcast tonight. I'm gonna run out of them. <laughs> Is is that worse than Danny recording an interview in slow mo? Nah, 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 nothing's worse than that. Nothing's worse than that. It's, 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 it's just funny because it was like he's, it's like Hibs is like the team supports and like he's speaking to the manager for the first time and it's just big, a big, a big occasion. But no, he he got the stuff and he, he got the stuff and he transcribed it. Okay, so he had a good first day and he's um he was in asking questions and speaking to the manager and he, and he done really well. So great to see another one of the the, the nah, YFS Academy graduates making making their way in the and the, the professional side of the game so good good on you Daniel but I had to make sure that, that we're out on, on the podcast for did you did you offering did you offer him any helping hand when you could see he was in such disarray or no because um, for himself? I, 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 I left him to fend him for, <laughs> for himself I, I was never sending him sending him the fridge no <laughs> No, I'm, j- I'm joking. I was I was in the broadcast side. He was in the written press, so I, c- I couldn't. It was a different press conference anyway. I didn't have the stuff. Um, right, and, enough enough of slagging. Uh, Chibsy, we've got um, five very special guests joining us: Danny, Emily, and Amelia from Glasgow Girls, um, and then just later on we'll have Stephen Jenner from Pennycook Athletic. So Robbie, I believe um, they're they're going to speak to us a little bit about the upcoming under 18s SWF Youth Challenge Cup finals. They are indeed. Both teams got brilliant, brilliant wins at the weekend. Pennycook, of course, winning 7-3 against Glasgow City. But their opposition, Glasgow Girls, also got the win 3-2 against Musselburgh Windsor. So that sets up a pretty exciting tie for the under-18s final. So we are now joined by Stephen and Jenna after their fantastic win at the weekend in the semi-final of the Scottish Women's Football Youth Challenge Cup. Stephen, do you want to just take us through that game and just the highs and the lows of the semi-final? There was a few highs, definitely, and a few lows. Um, girls started on fire first half. Uh, I really do think they were unusually wasteful in front of goal, to be fair, and it could have been done by, it could have been four or five up by half time, and nobody could have complained. Um, but testament to Glasgow City, they came out and we knew they would in the second half. Um, we always say the next goal is important um, and they got it um, and we thought we'd done enough to get the third goal but yeah they, they, it was a, it was a good ball and I think any neutral that was there would have really actually enjoyed the game I think it was a, it was a cracking advert for the girls football um, but ultimately I think uh, when it got to extra time uh, we were definitely a stronger team um, obviously them having the players sent off didn't help their situation but you know, to be fair, in the first half, they could have been down to 10 players through a tackle and a wee striker as well. So um, I think we deserved it overall. There's no doubt. Uh, I think the girls merit, merited the win, um, which was great because uh, that's the same year in a row that we've made it to the National Ch- uh, Cup competition final. Jenna, I'm interested to know your thoughts on this because we've we've spoken about national competitions in this podcast a lot. 
Um, usually there's four of us on and we try and talk about our own experiences in the Scottish Cup. But I think when we went through it one day, there was maybe four or five of us on. Nobody got by the third round ever. Now, <laughs> that's two finals in a row. Tell us, how do you do it and, and how does it feel? It is just through hard work. I'm the captain of the team. It does help when everyone's wanting to be there and everyone's staying positive the whole time. It does, obviously, it feels great to know that we're capable of doing that and using all the training that we've had and applying that into our games. It is really a great opportunity and a great feeling for us to be able to do it, really. I just wanted to ask, is that is that a different feeling this year? You know, the fact you've already been there last year and now going ahead into this semi-final, were you thinking more of, right, we belong in this final, we need to get there, rather than last year when it might have been more of a celebration when you got there? I mean, obviously, it's 18s this season, so it was harder. I feel like we never thought we were, like, deserved to be there. We just... In every game, we put in the tough work. We've done what we could to try and get there, but we never felt like it was our place to be there. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, sorry, I, I cut you off. You're just a bit. No, something. no. No, I was just going to say, Jenna's just hit the nail on the head there. The hard work. I mean, they drive me crazy when we're coaching them, but uh, you know they do put put the work in and training. Um, you know, there's girls that have came to us from other teams and they, they, they love the training that we do because it's really technical stuff. There's a lot of uh, fitness, but, you know, we try and make it as enjoyable as we can. And they're getting the rewards, simple as that. Um, their fitness is told in a few of the games as well, which is good, but it's not just fitness. We do play football. Um, we don't just, uh, as uh, one of our parents used to say, hoof the ball. Um, we do try and play through the lines. Um so we're not a traditional Scottish team there. We do try and play through the through the, the you know the stages. Um and that was seen yesterday, sorry, on Sunday. Uh, a few of the goals and loads of chances where we slipped it through the gaps. Um and it was uh, yeah, it was great to see. Um so I'm proud of the girls, there's absolutely no doubt I'm proud of them. And for a second year in a row, as Jenna mentioned, she touched on that. We're first year eighteens, we're a young team. Um and we've used that experience from last year, which has shown in the games. Was that the was that the sixteenth final wash? Was that against Gifford? Yeah, you were there. You were there. I remember you there. I yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I remember watching the game. Played yeah. brilliant that day. So you're hoping, yeah. Stephen, hoping make it two in a row this time at a, a, a bigger age group. I think I, I think it's well within their capability. I mean, uh, Glasgow City are top of their league. I know that Glasgow girls beat Glasgow City recently, so it will be a tough, tough game. Um, but I've got no doubt if our girls rock up. Um, they'll do us proud no matter what. Um, but I've got every faith that they'll uh, take us, you know, to that final stage and uh, lift the cup if they if they if they apply themselves and uh, play the way that I know they can. It's a big scalp as well, Glasgow City, of course, one of the, the biggest names, and and not just Scottish women's football, but but British women's football as well. Of course, competing in the, the Champions League with their women's side this season. So. But for you guys at, at Pennycook to follow up the success of last year and, and, and knock out one of you know the, the biggest clubs in, in women's football at the semi-final stage, you must take great confidence from that going into the final as well. Yeah, I, 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 you're, you're spot on. I mean, when we look at the names that we've beaten over the last two years, it's quite scary because we just you know we've got about I've got an under 14s, well, so an under 12s, an under 10s, and an under 8s, and our under 18s. Now we've got a big gap there. We've not got a massive academy. 
Uh, you know, we beat Githnick, who are huge. We beat Central, who are huge. We beat St Mirren, we beat Dunfermline. Um, we've been Genef- Genefield, we've been um, Aberdeen. And then Glasgow City, you know, for a small town, I mean, Pennacoose only got about fifteen to 20,000 people live here. Um, it's massive. You know, and most of the girls are very local. You know, they're all within a few miles. Um, so, I, yeah, absolutely proud of them. And this, the whole town is. Are you, you hoping then that that'll... Oh, sorry, on you go, Robbie. On you go. What do you think it is about, like, such a small area and such a kind of small club compared to some of these clubs that you've talked about? What do you think it is that you do differently that kind of sets you apart and allows you to compete with some of these bigger teams? I think a lot of it is the, the camaraderie that they have. You know, the, the, a lot of them go to school together. Uh, there's girls from out with just out of South Edinburgh um, that are friends. So, you know, they're a close-knit bunch. You know, they're, they're, there's different ages. You know, there's, they're, they're uh, 16 and 17 years old. So they're not all, you know, friends, but they get on brilliantly, you know. Um, and I think the success that we've brought has brought that tighter and closer. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the main thing. A lot of them know each other anyway. Um, and when people came in, well, you know, we've got a couple of girls that are out with ones from Cumbernauld uh, that plays with us, and she says that the group of girls made her completely welcome from day one. Um, we've got another girl that's just joined us from Musselburgh and says the same. You know, she says that the girls, you know, just get on with it and they, they made them welcome. And that's 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 a testament to the girls again. You know, is because it's quite easy. You know, girls can be funny or players can be funny. Um, in general, you know, when somebody new comes in, all they're thinking is, what position do they play? Is that my position? Um, but a lot of the girls have just embraced that and just says, you know what, it, it lifts the it lifts the group when somebody new comes in because they think we've got to try harder. Um, but yeah, they're a great group. Stephen, um, you've obviously women's football has come on leaps and bounds in the past couple of years. Have you noticed a big difference in the amount of players joining? Penny Cook in the since the Euros and the World Cup in recent years. Well, our young group have really exploded. Yeah, they they've taken off. Um, the the under eights was the first time I've done under eights since I was in charge of uh, the kids uh, back eight, eight years ago, nine years ago. Um, but we've got the under tens. We've got two two big squads. We've got the under twelves. Got a big squad, and they're 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 flying. They're they're the next ones to watch. They've gone up to under-14s and they've been beating the Hutchie, the Hibs, everybody, um, you know, and they're, they're a cracking little team. Um, I think they've got more better players than what I did at that age, as in they seem to have a bigger squad and that must be because of the, the explosion in women's football, I would say, you know, attracting um, that. But we've actually got a young player that's came from Edinburgh because they've seen what our team is doing. So we're attracting, you know, other players that we'd never have got from outside outside of Pennycook. You know, it was very local and insular before, but now we're attracting those players. Yeah, one one for Jenna. Just on that point, it seems like your the, the club is is growing, especially for for in, in the younger age groups. Jenna, do you now feel like you and your teammates of well, first of all, you have been trailblazers, but do you now feel like you're role models for the younger the younger kids and. In the club, and you think the success of, of of your team over this season and last season, perhaps that's also one of the reasons as, as to why why so many kids are deciding to take up football and play from such a young age. I think it definitely has helped with the girls' side because even when we're having like local games, all the younger teams come along and support and watch, and as they do like seeing us play because they think, oh, if I play hard, if I do this, then I could possibly be like that in the future. And it is a nice feeling to know that there's younger ones watching you 
So you try your best to show what hard work can do. It pays off, definitely. Yeah, but wanna, I feel like... Yeah. I'll continue on you go, on you go. Keep going. I feel like it definitely has like helped the younger girls join in, having us to look up to. You spoke about how tight-knit the group are, the, the camaraderie. What, what do you put that down to? Why, why is that? Why do you think everyone in your team gets on so well? How do you, how do you go around creating this atmosphere, especially with the role you've got as, as, as club captain, it seems like it's a massive part of the team's success. How, how, how do you instill that in, in, a, in a group like yours? I mean, we all share the same passion. We all love football. And although we are used to winning, we do play because we enjoy it. And we play because we enjoy being part of this team, this club. And it is just when everyone's at training, we have fun. We, we just enjoy it as much as we can. Because obviously everyone comes from different backgrounds in that, so you get to have that time together and it makes makes a difference. Yeah, Stephen made an interesting point as well about when new players come in, um, there's not like, oh, what position do they play? Everyone's welcoming. That, Robbie Angus, I don't know about you, but that, that wouldn't be me. I'd have been shopping in the studs for training the next, the, the next day. That's, uh, I'm not saying everybody's like that, by the way. <laughs> but no, it, it really does sound like you've got, you've got a great grip there and I'm, I'm sure um, you can go all the way again this year. Um, Stephen, what's 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 next for this group? Then, of course, you've got this this big final coming up. Um, well, it's not not this weekend, but the, the weekend after. Yeah. What, what would make this a, a successful season for, for you as manager? What what do you hope to well, achieve? We're, we're we're top of the league just now. We're joint top with Livingston. Um, we're unbeaten, um, but we've still got to play Livingston twice, Musselburgh Windsor twice, and Musselburgh Windsor twice. Uh, these are the top because there's a split in our league. Uh, so every single game between now and the end of the season is a final. I'll be honest with you. So to be even contesting when we've got the young, you know, a young team uh, involved, uh, I was that's what our plan was at the start, just to compete. And we've, we've surpassed that. We, we, you know, we got to the League Cup final uh, in June. Um, you know, the South East East Cup, and we and Genefield, you know, Genefield for me. Was probably the best team at that time in Scotland, you know, in, in, in our level, and we gave them a fright. You know, we, you know, we got back. I think, you know, if I think you were there, um, if it went another five minutes, who knows what may have happened? I think it could have went to extra time, uh, but we, I think that taught them a lesson because that was an experienced Genefield team that we played, mm-hmm. and it's given them the belief to move on and get to where we're at. Um, I would love for us to get the double, like last year. But you know what? I know that I'll not be through lucky trying. I know that for a fact. So that's, you know, all the parents, all the, the coaches are proud of what they've achieved so far. But I think we've got in us to, to take it to that, that you know, finish off really high. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about on a, a kind of longer longer term, um, longer term goals and ambitions? Jenna, where, where do you see yourself in, let's say, three, four, five years um, with the club or, or, or even beyond that? What, what are your own your own ambitions in the game? I mean, I'm obviously definitely wanting to continue playing football, hopefully push myself to tougher teams, playing against different teams, but definitely like continuing. I'm currently in the process of a of scholarship to America, so hopefully oh, I get to go over there and play and build on what I already have got. 
Fantastic. Robbie Angus, anything else you want to ask before we, we let Stephen and, and Jenna go? Just push them on a score prediction for their final. Oh. Um, well, put it this way, we played them pre-season in a friendly and we had a lot of injuries and that's not an excuse. We only had 11 players and it was actually a very, very good game. Uh, so I think the neutral will enjoy the game. I think there will be a few goals in it, to be fair. We drew five all with them. It was a toxic game. So, uh, listen, I've got every faith these girls will um, do the business for me. So, I, I think something like last year, I think 3-1 or 4-2 to, to, to Benny Cook. Is that what you were going to say? I was going to say, I think the same, same as our score last year, about 3-1. 3-1. I love, yeah. love, love, love the optimism. Listen, um, Stephen, Jenna, thank you very much for, for joining us um, this evening to chat about um, the Cup final. Your Football Scotland will be at the game, so if anyone listening wants to make sure they're, they're kept right up to date with, with everything going on in that game, you can head over to your Football Scotland social media channels and we will be providing you with all of the match coverage. So, Stephen, Jenna, thank you very much and all the best. Thank you very thank much. You. See you next week. Thank you. So we are joined by Danny, Amelia and Emily from Glasgow Girls ahead of their Scottish Women's Football Youth Challenge Cup final. Uh, I believe that he's had a fantastic win in the semi-final at the weekend. Amelia, perhaps you could take us through some of the goals in that game and just how the game played out as a whole. Oh, the game overall was a fantastic game. It started off a bit slow for us. They got the first goal. But shortly after, I ended up scoring to even it out, which is good to finish halftime on a one-all. Um, so which really motivated us to go back into the second half. But we ended up conceding again. So it was 2-1. But we shortly stood after again, brought it back, and then we finished with a penalty to finish it of 3-2, which is an amazing result, an amazing game overall. Cool. Tell, tell us about your own goal then your own goal oh, I, I was so I had a, such a rush it was just um, the ball was played over from the left and the girl just tapped it across I was just making the run I was in the right place at the right time and it was just a tap in really because it really wasn't in our in our goals <laughs> but overall no it was a great and it just turned around and to see all the girls running up for a big hug it just lifted the atmosphere so much yeah, Danny, how proud are you of these girls? I believe that's will that be three finals? I think you've got another a couple in the next two weeks. So will that be three finals overall for the season? Yeah, it'll be it'll be three finals uh, for the season and also competing uh, to win the league as well. So uh so far, uh the girls have been outstanding, you know. Uh we've got a relatively small squad uh, and we've been challenging on, on all fronts, you know, so it's really good. Amelia, it's been an impressive season so far. Do you want to talk us through not just the semi-final, but the, the run to the cup final so far? I, it kind of started off early stages. We were away to Stonehaven. Uh, so a bit of a joint up there for, for Glasgow. Uh, so we came back successful there. Uh, it was a proper away day. Uh, and then we we actually met the the other Musselborough Windsor team in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, they, they were a really good team as well, uh, made it tough for us, uh, but we we came through in the end. And then, obviously, the semi-final was Musselboro-Windsor. Uh, and again, it was it was a close game. It was a proper cup final, uh, cup semi-final, sorry. A, a really good game for, for a neutral fan. 
uh, speaking to a few at the end, and I was even speaking to the paramedic that was there for for the day, uh, and he says it was an unbelievable game of football. You know, uh, not not so great when you're when it's close like that for a for a coach because uh, it gets the nerves going. You know. <laughs> Um, and you obviously had that trip up to Stonehaven and Scottish Cup. Uh, long away trips for all is what the Scottish Cup is about. Was it good to travel and be a part of the team that went up, up north for the Scottish Cup? Uh, yeah, it was really good experience just playing in a completely different area. And it was great, like, especially coming away with the win after all that travelling. It just made the journey back even better. And I think even when we went out after the game as a team, it just it was really good. It was a great experience. Will you be hoping for some more of those celebrations in the final then? Yep, definitely. Amelia, you've uh, you've touched on your goal in the semi-final. Have you got any other kind of personal highlights from the journey? Um, Just being how much we've grown as a team together. We started off in January, didn't really know where this team would come from as we were all from like all over the place as we were a brand new team. And to come this far, and now we've been in three cup finals, it's just amazing. The the friendships that we've made in this team has been outstanding. And some of that, and goals that we've scored has just been ecstatic for all the girls. And it's just overall been a great experience. And I'm so happy to be on the team, to be honest. Emily, have you got any personal highlights from the trip, from the journey in the tournament, sorry? Um, I think just... Playing with the girls, getting good experience, playing different teams that we don't usually play, it's been really good overall. What brought you to Glasgow Girls? Like you were saying, how it's such a new team, Amelia. How, what kind of got you involved in the first place? Well, I think the first thing that helped is um, when we all were signed, we all went to Lanzarote, well, a good few of us went to Lanzarote uh, for a training camp for two weeks. And I think it was a really good experience for us all to get palling to get to know how we each play and everything and then when we came back obviously we'd already had that kind of head start of like team bonding and teamwork and I think that really helped to grow us as a team and to help us build like such good connections with each other which has obviously benefited us so much down the line as we're all such good friends and we all know how each other work now. Emily, um, how did you originally get into football? Was it watching it on the TV or was it just getting down to the park and playing with your friends? Uh, well, my brother, he's also a goalkeeper. So I think just going and watching him play, it just made me fall in love with football. And eventually his team, uh, a younger team started from my age group and I just thought I might as well get in and I just loved it ever since. And Amelia, what about yourself? How did you get in, involved with the Glasgow girls and the game in general? Uh, funny enough, it was my big brother played football as well when my dad was a coach also. So I used to be at the games and see it firsthand. And then I just thought, why don't I give it a go? And I've turned out to absolutely love it. And it's been the best thing that I've done so far. And have, I, have either of you noticed a difference or in more people playing the game after the recent World Cup and the Women's Euros in the past couple of years? A hundred percent. I think women's football has came up so much and there's so many girls playing football now. And it definitely helps. I'm on to about a game that are getting like publicised, which is a really good like opportunity for a lot of young girls to get involved in because I think it's a great thing, like a great sport for a lot of girls to get into. Right, so how, how are the two of you, well, as a team, sorry, how are you preparing for this final? 
think just keep working hard and training, do what we're doing. I mean, we've had a couple good games recently and I hope we can continue that form and take it into the final. We know Pennycook are a good team, but I feel we have the skill and we have the team chemistry to go and win this. Amelia, how important is it to train well in the lead up to the final just to make sure that you're starting, obviously, with the competition for places in the squad? Oh, it's so important because we work on a lot of drills and training that we straight away can take straight into the game and that's what we try and do. Everything that we work in training, we're trying to get to just use in the games. We've got training tonight, so we're going to be hard at work tonight as well and hopefully this will bring us the win on uh, Sunday and all on Sunday. But uh, Just to finish you off, I'm going to have to push you for an answer. Can we get your predictions for the final? Well, the score predictions. Score predictions, yes. I need to see a good 2-1 to Glasgow girls. Emily? Um, well, I don't want it to be a close game, but I think it might be, so I'm going to go for 3-2 to Glasgow girls. Perfect. Thank you to both of you for coming on, and we wish you the best of luck in the final. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great to hear from Stephen and Jenna there. Also great to have Danny, Emily and Amelia from Glasgow Girls um, to chat to us all about that upcoming under-18 SWFU Challenge Cup final. Um, remember, we'll be bringing you all of the, the coverage throughout that day um, across Youth Football Scotland's social media channels. Looking forward to a great day at Oakleview in a couple of weeks' time. So thank you to all of our special interview guests. Thank you to Angus Blackhawk and to Robbie McDonald and to our latest YFS media team, Ben Sterling, for joining us. Thank you also to all of our lovely listeners. We'll see you next week for episode 16 of the Youth Football Podcast. <laughs>